brother from another mother um sitting here uh, in a dark joe it's uh, almost 10 p.m in the netherlands classic monday evening podcast recording how you doing i'm good mate i'm good uh had to hurry back from the pool didn't i to try and uh, make it in time didn't i le- le- left you hanging a bit didn't i i just came back from the pool as well and while i was in the car on my way to the pool i was thinking like i have no lows like none i had no lows this week Mate, coming out of the pool, I've got two. Really? What, yeah. What, what are your lows? What, what's the weather been like, though? The weather's turned here. It pissed it down on me on Sunday. Did it? God, I hate rain. Yeah. Oh, horrible. it's been absolutely, absolutely perfect. Horrible. Like 20 degrees. Really? Um, yeah, not, no not rain. one raindrop. Not a single drop, mate. Oh, living the dream. Welcome to the Netherlands. It's living the dream. <laughs> Global warming, mate, is, uh, is helping you guys, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, I've been using SPF in what is it? It's almost November tomorrow, so uh, it's absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> wow. Did what you are your lows then? Um, this week. Yeah. Yeah, I did training this week. But what, in the do rain, you mean like on the week. Oh, we, yeah, I had to go on Zwift, mate, on Sunday. I pussied out, didn't I? I bottled it. I couldn't face going out in the pouring rain. This made me soft all that like going abroad all the time wow there's no such thing as bad weather just bad clothing yeah or being a wimp yeah <laughs> all right, maybe I'll, uh... i'm just i'm just soft mate i'm just getting old and uh soft in in my old age shall i go ahead with my low then so i want to hear it yeah what what is it i was um uh, i was at the pool and I haven't been swimming uh, much, but I'm picking it up again. So uh, I was at the pool. It's the first time on Monday. It's in a 50-meter pool. First time I was there. I'm swimming with a different squad now as I moved. Um, so uh, turned up, got in the pool. And during the warm-up, we had to do backstroke. So did 25 backstroke and then uh, 50 backstroke and then another 50. You had to do like 100 backstroke. So you're looking at the ceiling, right? And you've got these... Uh, how do you call these things? These these flags in the air. How do you call it? And we're swimming that you can see where the, where like the end oh yeah is. the flags like five meters before the end or whatever. Exactly. So you went out. You've got the flags, and on the other way back. I mean, I'm a 54 minute swimmer. You know, I'm I'm like a big deal. I'm I'm, I'm moving pretty fast in the water. So at the other side, there was there were no flags. No flags. There were no flags. I didn't know. So I was thinking like, wow, is this an endless pool or oh, something? Oh, you hit your head on the wall. Where is the damn wall? Yeah. So while I was going, absolutely blistering pace, um, cracked my flipping arm and my head into the wall. Like literally while I watched, it was like, boom. Yeah. I don't don't want to sound harsh, mate, but at the pace you were swimming, it probably weren't too, uh, too hard, was it? It was probably a bit well, of a soft landing. 54 minute mate 54 minute Ironman numbers don't lie no <laughs> numbers don't lie you're gonna roll out your uh sw- your uh, pro swim training plan soon aren't you for uh, all the that, people that want help uh, during the winter that that 54 minute swim was even without a swim skin <laughs> wow yeah fast yeah <laughs> what's your low what's then? the other low I haven't really got any, mate. Just the weather that on Sunday where it pissed it down, I had to ride on Zwift for three hours. And for me, when I'm doing a longer ride like that and there's not any efforts planned, oh my God, it's like time just stands still, you know? Just I was literally had, had Zwift on, was just going through YouTube videos. Do you know what I end up watching on bloody YouTube? This Horseback is, riding. I, I went through everything that I was watching. 
Could, if a penny drops from the Empire State Building, will it kill you if it lands on your head? <laughs> that was what I ended up watching at one point. How many on hours? That. How many hours did you bank then on Sunday? Very, oh God! Oh, Doolittle. Do There's not Get even wow. anyone there. Every bloody time they do this. Well, I don't know why they wait until I'm doing the bloody podcast. They're normally all right. I mean, nowadays, Joe, we 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 should be starting to become a professional podcast. But um, holy crap, mate, you are like Doctor Doolittle every flipping time. Why can't you just sit in a quiet room? This is a quiet room, and I don't That's know why they're doing it room. because no one's out there. It's at the back of the house. Yeah, you can't hear anything. But they're they're. Um, I don't. It's like they try and do it to me on purpose. But anyway, as I was saying, I was watching a video on. Uh, Will a penny kill you if it falls off uh, from the Empire State Building? This worm's rifting. Um, do you, what do you think? Can it? Will it? Will it kill you? Um, I think it will kill you. It could. No, it won't. It won't no, kill it's you. Too light. Too the light. The guy tested it by letting pennies. He let too light and uh, not oh, not light. aero enough, mate. All right. It only uh, tops out at eighty k's an hour. If it were, if, if it was something like a marble, it can kill you. A marble probably wouldn't even do it as well. It has to actually be something pretty severe. Like they tested with a biro as well to see if a biro pen could do it. So you would say it needs to be something more severe, like a car? Um, oh, God, a car. Yeah, that will, that would definitely do it. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but they tested a load of things. They tested a load of things on it. It was, it was actually quite good, to be fair. Like did past 20 odd minutes. Then I watched uh, one, what was the worst, top five worst jobs in the world to do. One of how them long was did you savage, ride a, mate. Like, how long did you ride on a training for indoors? Three hours. Three hours. Three hours. And Big boy. Three hours, mate. Good boy. What, what, check this out for a job, right? Like this, the guy had a trailer and he has to walk up the volcano, two miles up a volcano carrying a trailer. Then he has to walk a, a thousand feet into the crater of a volcano. He's got like two uh, baskets, one on each side. So you think you've got to f- hike a thousand feet down into this uh, volcano. Mm-hmm. Then you have to break sulfur bits up, which is like crystallized. But while you're in there, there's all that sulfur gas that's coming out. Stinky, horrible, smells like rotten eggs, doesn't it? You know that. Mm-hmm. And there's some water in the volcano and the water has got a pH of 0. 0.5, which they reckon is like battery acid. That's, so that's almost, eyes, almost, as, almost as bad as your pool. Now, my pool's alkaline, mate. My pool was like oven <laughs> oven cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> so if you got if I put some of that water in my pool, it would probably like to uh, equal out and I'd probably be able to start swimming in it again. Um but yeah, so and then he has to bre- carry 70 kilos up a thousand feet uh, volcano, go back in again, carry another 70 kilos back out, push the uh cart two miles down the uh volcano and then he sells it 17 dollars mate that's tough going isn't it for 17 dollars that is pretty tough going yeah that is but maybe he's thinking like i mean you think you could maybe he's thinking like he wow, could talk crap this... on triathlon he could talk crap on triathlon and uh get some patrons for for 17 dollars couldn't he a month well he could <laughs> yeah but he could also think like there's this farmer guy from Norwich that on a flipping Sunday has to do three to four hours on an indoor trainer watching bloody YouTube videos about dropping a penny from the Empire State Building. I mean, how mind-blowing is that? I know. That's, yeah. 
He's probably he's it, w- yeah <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Next thing up, should we talk about St George then and uh, have a little chat about that? First, Joe, haven't you got a high of the week then? No highs. Um, the only high I'd really say if I if I had to if I had to really uh, look for it would be I'm go- I'm doing a decent amount of swimming. Pit hit my biggest swim volume week in ages, and the gains are coming pretty quick. So in the build up to Arizona, I'll talk a bit more on that later. But I'm going to do a decent amount of swimming, favor swimming more over the others, you know. So I get the, you know, make sure that that gets the first priority and just see how I swim in that race. It'll be interesting to see. But I'm actually getting some nailing some pretty decent sessions and feeling really good. Like today, I did a threshold session. It was like two seconds a hundred quicker than last week. So it's going in the right direction. Would you say you're doing more than thirty k's a week now with swimming? 24 last week that's a decent week for me though 30ks is like that's six 5k sessions i don't think i'll ever get up to that (laughs) (laughs) That, that's pretty serious decent training that's decent training mate that's really good going all right um well my high of the week joe thanks for asking um is actually that i finally managed to settle into my apartment like Moved everything, installed a, well, still need to install the shower, but like the bathroom and everything's ready. I've got my whole training setup ready. Do you know that uh, not having order and, and like, um, you just, you need rhythm, right? You need rhythm and you need to be organized. I know that you're not very organized, but if you want to take off training, you need to be organized. You need to have your stuff ready. You need to know where everything is. Like you've got it all right. But if you don't have anything at all like everything in boxes or you haven't really got your stuff sorted that just gives so much unnecessary stress apart from all the other stress in life right it starts to become unbearable unbearable (laughs) so you'd say you're an organized person um i like if stuff is organized and i'm i must say that i'm glad i've got my stuff organized again because it gives me a lot of um it releases a lot of the stress yep yeah you know what they say, don't you, mate? Self-praise is no form of recommendation. Um, no, but it's a high of the week, mate. You said, I, I asked myself, what's my high of the week? Is that I finally have got something like uh, um, that I'm able to find my stuff again. That I've got everything I need. That you know where. So you're like Mrs. Doubtfire with the uh, with the apartment and going around giving it a little spruce up, hoovering, doing uh, tidying up. You look like you give your pay, your a fresh. Uh, Bit of well, paint you on there. It looks different color than what it was last last week. Um, I've moved house, mate. I've moved house, so it's a different building. I thought you were in the apartment last week when I spoke to you. Uh, that it could be a different room. It could be a different room, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, with St George, what do you think of it? Like, how do you think it went? What were we talking about first, female or males? Right, ra- males race. First male's race. I want to say um, the teddy bear went there. He was pretty. Uh, he was pretty down, wasn't he, after the world championship, Christian Blumenfeld. And uh, it, I, I, I must say, um, I, I, I find it, he was like racing off the front all day. And I was thinking, like, um, he's he's a bit different, isn't he? I thought he was going to get fucked in this race. Why? Like, I didn't think he was going to do too well. Uh, I thought he's going to have 
overdone it. He's going to be feeling a bit fatigued. And uh, I thought some other people were uh, going to give him a run for his money. That's what I thought. And he proved you wrong. I was so hoping what... that someone, I, I was hoping that someone other than a Norwegian was going to win just for a bit of variation. Like as much as I like him, as much as I like Gustav, I just wanted someone else. You know, just to spice it up. It's it's not good, is it? If the same people win true. all the time. No, is that, it, that, that is that is true. That is true. But um, um, because he, I was I was also thinking because tactically, I would say he raced different in this race than he did in the last couple of races. Uh, he started off after a swim very aggressive on the bike, and I was also curious whether to see if his run form was going to suffer. But that's because he isolated Gustav. Yeah. That's because they isolated Gustav on the swim, wasn't it? Because he said in the thing, and like he had a gap on Gustav and he didn't want Gustav to ca catch back on. So I think that was why, because he knew his biggest rival, for if it came down to a run race, was going to be Gustav. So when he saw that he wasn't with him in transition, he knew that he had to hit it hard from the start to to try and drop him. You know, but he did. He rode really strong, didn't he? Uh, hold it really well, Ben Canute. Like, I mean, he's a decent athlete, but like uh, second at Worlds is a bit step up for him, I would I'd say. Well, yeah, and he ran up to, for anyone that didn't see it, he got dropped by Christian on the bike and uh, Frederick Funk. There was, I think, uh, Magnus came in first then into transition and Christian and Frederick Funk were pretty much together. And then Ben Canute got dispatched, didn't he, on Snow Canyon. Yeah. Came in about 40 seconds behind but then managed to run up to Christian, overtake the others in the first couple of miles, and then was actually having a few digs, trying to drop Christian. But then last 5K, Christian kind of hit it hard on the downhill, didn't he? Run like a, yeah. I think it was three, sub three minute Ks. You can see it on his Strava <laughs> yeah. to to drop Ben Canute and then uh, had it in the bag, didn't he? You know, after that. Do you think like, that... But the massive thing for me, I'm sorry, the massive thing for me was... Uh, Sam Long getting the penalties. I think that ruined us of a good race. Well, but like let's, he let, was let's, riding really strong. Let's talk over to uh, let's talk about that in a bit. First, do you think that Ben Canute's performance is down to his pretty funny gym movements that he's been doing, like training his his pelvic mostly? Probably, pelvic. mate. You're gonna have to take that off the bullshit buster. You were bullshit yeah. busting Ben Canute's gym movements, and uh, now he's going to got second in uh, seventy point three world. So you're going to have to unbullshit bust no, it. No, we or didn't. Or does it mean that it's bullshit busted it until he wins? We didn't Is bullshit it, does bust it say him. Bullshit bust until you win. He just made it to the Instagram post of the week because it was like a movement that you could either do for a triathlon or for a bedroom exercises. It's just multifunctional gym work. So um, we just featured this in Instagram post of the week. It was the the clothing that he wore during a run this one time. He's wearing like full-on ski kit in a 50-degree run. Oh, yeah. What, in 40 degree, 40 degree Celsius, wasn't it, in Phoenix? Yeah. Like, hottest city in America, and he's out training in the heat of the day. Oh, man, that, I would be totally cooked if I did that. Yeah, so we both um, should But, yeah, him. his moves. You're going to have to post his uh, his gym moves up as, uh, as uh, a training post of the week now, aren't you? You're going to have to tinker with it. I think we're going to work on that pelvic really quick, aren't we? Like starting tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be doing them this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go over to the penalties. I think the penalties in this race completely ruined it. Well, the one with Sam Long completely ruined it. Like he was, they the cameras went on to him. And then you see him like catching the group and he's overtaken like three or four riders. 
Then he gets the point. He's actually overtaken Felipe when he, when the penalty comes. Have you seen it? Did you manage to find the actual bit where it happened or not? Because you couldn't you can't rewind watch it. it on the outside TV. Exactly. Exactly. You can't rewind it. So basically, he's overtaken Felipe. And then as he's overtaken Felipe, Jackson Laundry comes up and starts overtaking him as well. He's just, bearing in mind, Jackson's just been overtaken by Sam as well. So he wasn't sitting behind Sam and then them overtaking that group. And then he overtakes him. When I was watching this, I thought, oh, that is uh, a very dodgy move. Like someone could get a penalty here um, because you know how strict the marshals have been. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Marshall came up, gives Sam a penalty like a, a second later. Iron Man since have said the penalty was occurred occurred from about a minute and a half before that. I think it's total bullshit because they showed you Sam catching the group. And this caused outrage. Like I posted this up on my Instagram and loads of people were calling it out. Even the commentators were saying it was a bit ridiculous, but they couldn't say too much because they're paid by Iron Man. But they were you could get the general gist that they thought it was total bullshit. And then Iron Man have since tried to cover their own back by saying oh, the penalty was given a minute and a half beforehand, which is total crap because you could see him catching the group just as the TV coverage started because they said he's now catching the group. So he wasn't able to get a slot and in penalty, which is what they said it was for. So um, they're obviously trying to cover themselves and the penalty actually occurred at that point. But it's absolutely ridiculous because he's just ridden a minute and a half into them and the the commentator, the, the referees should know that he's just rode up to that group. He's made an effort to overtake them. And even though Jackson did that kind of dodgy overtaker move, which put him in a bad place, they should kind of use their initiative a bit, I think, and just be like, right, guys, 12 metres, get, you know, keep the distance if they end up getting, if it ends up causing a bit of, you know, trouble mm-hmm. like that. Because they gave Sam a penalty ultimately, he got a five minute penalty and a 70.3. His, his race is over, you know, he's gone oh, there God. to get on the podium to try and win the race. And, and like, there's, there's no comeback from that. As, as he's one of the top favourites. Um, him getting that five-minute penalty probably is going to cost him in total something like 50 grand. Yeah, probably, maybe more. Like, if he'd have got second, he'd have yeah. got more than that. And then his sponsor bonuses, potential sponsors, absolutely shitloads. Like, um, and, but it's ridiculous because the marshals need to use their head and then every there was no way he deserved that penalty. And then you could look at that so they've ruined the race because he potentially could have got... Uh, if he had have closed the gap to a minute 15 starting the run, which he could well have done, then he would have been close to Ben Canute coming out of transition. Christian ran a one one eleven forty. I think Sam has run quicker than that on the St. George course last time when it was there for 70.3 Worlds, which was on a harder course. So it could have been a good race, and it denied us the opportunity of watching a good race and seeing what might have happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it might not have changed the podium, but we we lost the opportunity to see that. And it's absolutely devastating, you know, uh, for, as a fan and spectator of the sport. I was fuming when I saw that. But it's not the first time that referees have done stuff like this, bad moves. Like, I've got a, in the women's race the day before, like India Lee got one, when she was riding in the pace line, Holly Lawrence tried to overtake the pace line, didn't have enough firepower, went in front of India Lee because she couldn't make it. And then India Lee got the penalty. Can you imagine how pissed you're going to be from that? So yeah. she's keeping like, you know, a decent gap, a decent gap. Someone can't overtake the whole group. And I think Holly said that she got forced to overtake the whole group because she took a bit of speed into the hill. So she didn't want to, took too much speed in, obviously closed in like up too much and thought, oh shit, I'm going to have to overtake them all or I'm going to get a penalty. So tried to overtake them, couldn't overtake them, moved in. And then India Lee got the penalty who wasn't actually doing anything wrong. She was just keeping the distance in front and she would have been fourth or fifth if you take the five minutes off. 
So you can imagine how annoyed she's going to be because she was right in the mix and she would have been getting off the bike mm-hmm. with Flora Duffy, uh, Lucy Charles, and running about the same as them. You know, that's it. That's ruined her race. And that would have been a huge result for her. That would have been her best, you know, non-drafting, um, 70.3 result. And then Laura Phillip told me that the same person that gave Sam Long the penalty was the same one that gave her, referee, that gave her a penalty in Kona. You've got Ditlev who got one in Kona, Patrick Lang that got one in Kona. You know, the list goes on. Lisa Norden, she was riding by herself, got a penalty. They've ruined so it, many people's world championship results. This is just is, in the last three weeks and people that I've got off the top of my head. It, on one hand, it's good that they're strict and handing out penalties. But on the other hand, it wonder you wonder sometimes in situations like this, um, what is the background of the referee? What kind of race experience does he have? Is it like an amateur, like an age grouper that has a hobby and really likes the sports and wants to get involved as a volunteer, as a referee and did like a course? Or does he really understand the professional race dynamics? They're just volunteers, mate. If you've got a motorbike license, like I was in Nice and, uh, <laughs> you know, Noel Mulkey, he they gave him a volunteer to go for the race. And I'll tell you some stories about these vol- these people. Before the race, the volunteer was asking him, where do you want me to, the guy who's driving the motorbike, where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to go? And he was saying, just ride right in front of me so you can get the best shots, you know, and obviously he gets pulled along, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bit of banter, but he was obviously being a bit serious with it as well. And the guy was like, okay, okay, I'll try and do that. I'll try and do that. But I also know a story from Kona, not going to say any names about it because uh, it's what I got told. But a marshal told the guy, said to the guy who I know, if you want to buy some pictures off me, I'll ride in front of you and uh, for five, ten minutes, something like that. And he said that if the guy wanted to buy some pictures off him, he would ride in front the media person. I mean, I know this is not marshals, but this is media people, and this is another problem as well. So you've got some people that are riding the bikes in some of these races that uh, could be media people for some of the athletes. You know, I could pay someone, try and get them accreditation. They can ride and take pictures of me. I could say to them, oh, yeah, ride in front of me as much as you want. Get some pictures, will you? Of knowing that they're going to flip and motor pace me. But this is similar to what the referees are. The people that ride the motorbikes for, you know, or the people that are refereeing, they've probably done a basic course, but the people that ride the motorbikes haven't. But the referees have just done probably something very basic. They don't really know, understand the pro dynamics in the sport. You know, they know what drafting is and stuff like that uh, from age group racing. But they need to have a proper course and they need to be wearing, I think they need to have a camera on them that records the race and if they don't record where the incident of the penalty took place, then that five minutes or whatever the penalty is gets taken off at the end. Because if you're going to give someone a penalty, I think there needs to be video evidence of this. And then if you appeal it at the end, it goes to a panel and you can have a representative with you and the panel and the panel will make a decision based on the evidence that the referee then gives them, because there needs to be a way that the athlete can potentially appeal this otherwise for instance i could be riding along and a marshal might not like me you know they might think i'm a bit of a dick from the stuff that i post on social media i get a penalty for drafting and i'm not able to you know appeal that so i can never get it taken off and from what they said it's gospel but there needs to be video evidence of this and also to be honest so you can appeal it Five minutes is a ridiculous amount of time. If you get five minutes and you want to be actually, you want to be competitive, you're out of the mix. You know, five minutes and you're gone. It's like boom, race is over. You're out of. I got a penalty in seventy point three Texas when when we were there. I was riding along. I remember I got out the swim. Uh, Lionel was just ahead of me. I like it was probably about twenty seconds coming out of transition. I bridged up to him, and then there was one other guy there. 
I went, I, I stayed behind them for a while. And then after the turn, I went on to, I went on to the front and was putting in a bit of an, an effort. A couple of minutes later, the marshal comes up to me, gives me a penalty for five minutes. I'm thinking, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> he didn't re- didn't say at the time, but I was having a go. You know, like I was trying to like, find out what I've done. You know, I'm literally in second place. Like Ben Canute's just up the road. The mm-hmm. other guys behind me. There's only three of them behind me. Like, uh, and Lionel comes up to me while I'm chatting to the referee. You know, or just afterwards, and says, "What did you do?" I said, "I haven't got a fucking clue." You know. Anyway, five minute penalty. I, my head's gone a bit down then because I'm like, "Fuck!" Like I'm out of the race now. You know, I'm five minutes behind these guys. You know, no matter what happens. So that kind of lost it for me. I sat on the back of the group after that because I was a bit demoralized. Anyway, we got onto the run and I thought, fuck this, I ain't stopping for five minutes. Like total bullshit penalty is what I'm thinking in my head. So I carry on anyway, like finished like sixth or seventh place in the end, I think, something like that. Obviously got DQ'd because I didn't stop, you know, but I was <laughs> like, well, I just wanted to see how I'd feel, how I'd go. Um, and then the marshal says to me afterwards, how come you didn't stop? Uh, and I said, there was no point, mate. I said, you ruined my race. You gave me a five-minute penalty for a bullshit pet call. He said, no, no, no. You closed the gap. You closed the gap. Like there was a gap. There was 12 meters to, um, that you went into a gap that wasn't 12 meters. This is what he said afterwards. He said, where was it? He said, before the turn. So obviously this is, he probably gave me this penalty about five, 10 minutes after it actually happened. But where he said it was, the reason, like, so Lionel was leading. Then the guy who was in second was getting dropped. So I overtook him and I think the gap was about 30 or 40 meters. Cause I'm like, this guy's getting dropped. I'll overtake him. I said, I wouldn't have overtook him and gone in the gap if I didn't think it was big enough, because why would I go from third to second? You know, if we're all riding the pace line, you get more of a benefit, don't you? You know what it's mm-hmm. like if you're in set, if you're in third, don't you? Yeah. Anyway, I said, long story short, I said it was bullshit. I didn't think it was a penalty. He thought it was obviously. And I just thought, well, I'm going to test myself. I'm going to carry on. Cause like you say, five minutes, you're out of the race, aren't you? Like, even if I'd have stopped for five minutes and I'd have, got the best run split of the day i wouldn't have got any prize money you know so i was like well doesn't really make sense for me you know um but i think they should the penalty should be a lot shorter than five minutes i think one minute penalties you know yeah and um because then it doesn't ruin someone's race and if they are drafting one minute if they weren't drafting they get a drafting penalty then and they're strong enough they can still bridge back up to that group what do you what do you think five minutes in a world championships way too much do you also think what really, really grinds my gears is, uh, I, re- I remember this, a challenge on there. I was, um, I was riding along. It was on this long stretch, full into a headwind. And it's on the second lap. So you start overtaking like age whoopers. And like the majority of the people you're overtaking are really slow, right? They're doing, they're doing an Ironman just because they want to finish one, not because they want to get into in like within like top 10 or whatever. Um, and they're out there just for their own goals, aren't they? They just want to ride in a group or whatever. And then these marshals comes up and then they will give someone a penalty that is probably like overweight on a road bike, five meters behind someone else, giving them a five minute penalty. And I'm thinking like, dude, they're not even here for competition. Like just give them, just give them their day and, and ride up to the front to maybe top age groupers or professional. What are you doing here? Don't you think? I think it's just pathetic referee. Oh, can you remember in Nice? What about Anise? We were just riding next to each other in the group and the marshal was trying to uh, like split the group up. Can oh. you remember? Because we were just messing around. Tom's on a gravel bike. I'm like on a road bike. 
and the marshal's saying like get bigger gap get bigger gap and we're just riding side by side talking we said mate we ain't fucking bothered <laughs> we did didn't we we ain't Dude. doing the run don't worry about I, us mate like we're fucking dnf and when we get off the bike we're just, i completely like, bigger gap bigger gap i co- completely <laughs> but, mate, forgot about like, this why are you wasting your time with us literally yeah uh, we were riding your time we've literally been i stopped at the i stopped at the top of the hill for like 20 minutes didn't i you know it's like mate like we ain't bothered like don't worry go I was, get someone that's actually racing <laughs> yeah i was i was battling away on, on the road bike joe was riding next to me and we were just having a chat about you know about lives about life and uh, literally, he was coming up and saying, "You can't ride next to each other, behind each other, twelve meters." He was getting really serious. We were saying, "Mate, and we're like, don't, don't worry, don't worry." Yeah, he was. He was pretty. So, he mate, was... I ain't planned on finishing. Don't worry. Like, you can give me a five-minute penalty. I ain't doing the marathon anyway. You know, you're wasting your time. <laughs> we're already you know, thirty minutes behind. And going for someone. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm. I'm halfway down the age group field, mate. Like, you know, I'm not really affecting anyone's race. Like, don't worry about me. <laughs> um, but he was. Yeah, he was, was thinking. Crazy, wasn't it? Weren't you like number one in Ironman Nins or number two? I think number two or something, weren't you? Something like that. Yeah. He was obviously You're... thinking I was saving myself, weren't he, for the run? You know. <laughs> yeah. You gotta watch out with him. He's saving himself, and he's gonna start the run forty-five minutes behind. You know. <laughs> yeah. And he's probably running a two right. or five. <laughs> Yeah, he thought I was going to run like Kipchoge because I'd been like sat in, didn't he, for like 20 minutes. It's like, <laughs> and then I remember we were like jumping on, so you were jumping on, uh, or both of us were jumping on some age group wheels, weren't we, and stuff like that. And one guy got really fuming, didn't he, towards you, towards the end? <laughs> he was like, literally, I was didn't pouring. He? Really so he was angry. He was going like 40Ks an hour, and I was sitting on his wheel on a gravel bike. I was absolutely motoring along on the gravel bike just to stay on his wheel. We were already at this point, this was towards the end of the 180Ks. We were probably about 45 minutes back from the pro field. We were just doing it for the like the stack at least, anyway. At least, more than that. More than that, mate. No, it was not I more than that. Run it was not more was... than that. Yeah, yeah. It was because I started the run, mate, when they had finished their half marathon. We started it about an hour and 20 minutes behind them by the end. They were. They had finished their second lap when I did my first lap on the run. They were an hour and twenty ahead, mate. We were miles behind, miles behind. Like no, so, like no, that's no, no. how far we were behind. So it's like it doesn't even. It didn't. Yeah, they had finished a half marathon when I joined in. Rudy was on his third lap. I joined in right with him. So by the time I started, he had already done twenty one k's. And then I finished my first lap when he'd finished his third. Then he went back out. Then he went on to his last lap. That's how far behind we were. So when you're jumping on this guy's wheel, mate, we're like we're with eleven hour people. We're we're flipping miles behind. <laughs> no, we were not. Like, look look at the bike tab. We anyway, he was twenty k's ahead. That guy was was absolutely human, wasn't he? You're a professional. You should act like he a professional. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, he gave us a junkyard dog bark at first, so we thought he was game for a bit of a laugh, didn't we? Because he yeah, came past like. And we're like, oh, he seems game for a bit of a chain gang towards the end of the Iron Man. And he obviously <laughs> weren't. He was obviously doing it to show his dominance over us, mate. And then you jumped on his wheel thinking that he was joking around and he uh gave some choice words to you, didn't he? He was uh he was not best pleased. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. Anyway, um Joe, um, do you want to say something about the female race? Well, as we said before, Taylor Nip was really strong on the flat course of the PTO race. This stronger bike course did suit her, didn't it? We said that the hilly course was going to suit her because, like, she's quite small. She's aero now because she's on a TT bike. Uh, like, it was a perfect course for her. And, yeah, she was just so dominant. Like, I mean, what she win by? Like, five, six minutes in the end. But I had about seven minutes off the bike, I think, seven and a half minutes. So, 
league of her own, like swam with Lucy Charles, bike put about seven minutes into them on the bike, and then they were never going to catch her. You know, no. she could cruise the run. Yeah, um, crazy. Who was your surprise yeah, of the day? Yeah, just a shame about the penalties, really. Surprise of the day. Uh, my surprise, probably India Lee, because if she hadn't got the penalty, she would have been fifth place. And had she not got the penalty, she might have got on the podium, which I think no one would have been touting her for a potential podium before the start of the before mm-hmm. the uh, start of the race. So I would say that she was probably the surprise, definitely. And it was a shame that she didn't get the result that she would have got, end up finishing eleventh because of that penalty, um, which I think was a terrible call, to be honest. So I'd say probably her. What about you? I didn't find any like really uh, real surprises. I mean, the top three was almost like what we said was going to be, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, like, what about in the men's race though as well? You can pick a surprise from there. I'd say Ben Canute in the men's. Yeah, Ben Canute. I Canute. didn't have him down as finishing second. Absolutely, Ben Canute. And I was, I, I forgot about that Mika note. I, I remember I was thinking like Dark Horse was either, either Mickey Tarkhold or that Mika note. I remember we talked about him earlier this year where he did a run on, on a course and he did something like 107 yeah, or 108. Yeah, I remember that. And... And you yeah, were saying, I you talk, yeah, but it's me mega short, him. mega short. But then I was thinking it might be a bit short, but he's like a pretty all right runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember, I can remember that. Um, yeah, so I'd say that. And then uh, what are we going to talk about next then? What, are you, what have you got up your sleeve? Well, you quickly wanted to talk about how training is going, didn't you? Like give the people some insights, yeah, some yeah, I did, training yeah. tips, your kettlebell, Gives- kettlebell movements. A gym routine up and getting from Ben Canute, like he's got some great moves. I mean, imagine how good he's going to look on the dance floor. Like, you know, if he does some of them moves on the dance floor, he'd look awesome. I, he'd be a good one for the after party. I I am curious though, Joe. Unless uh, a little a little Paul also for the is he a real beer drinker? Do you think Ben Canute's a real beer drinker or an athletic brewing kind of guy? What do you um, think? I was going to talk about this because I think he's a uh, he's a uh, he's a really nice guy, but I think he's going for the athletic brewing, and that is because yeah, um, he's my he's exactly my age. I think he's even younger than me. Um, really? Yeah, he is. He's uh, and but he's just uh, he's in, he's in, in like a more of a, a serious stage in life. So I think he's going. He's for so mature, a, mate. He's married. He's, he's got his second kid on the way. I know. He's like, married. Yeah. Kids. He's, Look at- he's Americans are all business. Americans are all business, mate. They they love the athletic brewing. I but, know. You know, from what I've seen of them, you know, the pros, they literally die for it. You know, they but, they love that stuff. You know, they also, don't want anything that's going to ruin their performance. He's got like a beard and and like kid. Is married. I remember when I started, I, I looked him up like a while ago, and I was thinking, holy crap! Like I'm older than he is. But anyway, based on on his profile, um, I'd say uh, yes, he's an athletic brewing kind of guy. But then when I look at the movements he's doing in the gym, I think I, I would think like he could be pretty spicy on the dance floor, which would make me think he would like the beers. <laughs> 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 yeah get him a couple of cocktails mate if he get him a couple of cocktails after the world champs and he'll be throwing some moves like he'll be like mick jagger <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean um elvis presley invented some moves but ben canute could be the elvis presley of triathlon yeah come on ben show us some moves on an instagram story please <laughs> um anyway um check me through yeah. your uh nah. Tip me through your, your your training a little bit. Ironman Arizona's coming up. 
Um, Ironman what, Arizona's coming up. I'm, what's I'm the battling goal? What's away the goal? at the moment in a slight mix. Well, with the training, I'm battling between being in the K-hole because of the long season and training all right, whereas some days I feel quite tired and other days I feel really good. The training's actually going all right, but I feel quite tired. I wake up in the morning thinking, oh, God, here we go again. Can't wait for the off-season. But So I'm battling away, and I have done this race four years ago, and it was at the same time of year, and I was screwed, mate. I knew three weeks before, I was like, oh, my God, why did I book everything? Made a <laughs> terrible decision. I feel totally fucked. Ended up having to go DNFing as well because I had nothing, mate, absolutely nothing. Had a shocking race. I thought the, r- the swim was going to be really hot. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought it could have potentially been a swim skin sw- uh, you know, race. I'm thinking Arizona, boiling hot. Like, how wrong was I? The swim was freezing, mate. Absolutely freezing. It was like five, six degrees at the race start. I didn't have the gear for it, the warm weather stuff. I remember being frozen. Had like almost had a panic attack on the swim. Like, you know, I didn't, but I was like gasping. You know, when you start swimming in yeah, cold water and you're yeah. like, <gasps> like that, aren't you? And I'm like, fuck, this is cold. Yeah. Got out, felt like shit. Felt like I pulled a muscle after the first lap of the bike. But you know, when you like push hard and mm-hmm. it's really cold, isn't it? You know, and yeah. you're late, you feel like you've done a muscle. I did that. And I thought, this in my day, I felt crap in training. I felt fatigued. I've died on the swim. I've like felt horrific on the bike. I'm calling it. So. I'm battling between that, but my train's actually going all right. Like I'm doing more swimming, as I said at the start, because I want to see how a three-week block or four-week block of doing a bit more, you know, more quality swimming and favoring getting the quality swim sessions in will, like how it will pay off in Arizona to see if I can actually see a big, you Mm -hmm. know, a bit of a breakthrough because I have swam during this year at the start in February, March, I was actually hitting some really good times in the swim and then COVID happened and all the disruptions. I never really got to that state again. But you, that was the time. Bike. That was the time that you were swimming with this 54-minute Ironman swimmer. I was, yeah. I mean, imagine if I'd have been swimming with him or, or yeah, could have been <laughs> could have been fireworks in Kona. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing a little bit less volume because of the, it's, a late, it's at the end of the year and then on the bike and then running, I'm doing similar as what I was before, but I'm not doing a double run on a Tuesday. Uh, but then I'm doing a longer swim. You know, I'm doing four, four and a mm-hmm. half K on a Tuesday, you know, and feeling a bit fresher. So a bit more intensity in the evening and uh, I'll see how it goes. But the numbers are looking all right. The numbers are looking pretty good. Uh, I'm just hoping that I don't end up in the K-hole before the race. But you're going for the win, right? I'm going going for the win. I've heard Sam Long's going to be there. Cam Webb's going to be there. The big Mets, mate, Battle of the Influencers is going to be really? there. So there's at least two influencers. Yeah, you got Sam Long, you got Big Mets. We we need to get a prize. We need to get a triathlon mockery, Battle of the Influencers uh prize. Andy Horsfall Turner, British guy, he's got a YouTube channel. This is this is getting spicy, mate. If but, Rudy Bomberg's there and a few others, this is it's gonna be spicy. Um let me ask you a question. Are you mentally in the K hole or physically in the K hole? Uh, more. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in the K hole at the moment. I'm battling. No, but, I'm battling tiredness, mate. But is it physical like, or mental uh, tiredness of of the constant discipline of waking up and needing to like having to train? Because at some point it feels like I need to train instead of I want to get out and and exercise. I don't know. It all blurs into one, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know, uh, but it, it's go. It's been going all right. It's been going all right. I mean, I've just not been putting too much. I've just been listening to my body, mate. You know, listening to the rhythm of my heart, mate. You know, if it feels good, go with the flow. If I feel a bit tired, you take it easy, don't you? you know, Have, didn't um, I tell you this for years? So we'll see. 
you told me this. Yeah, you told me it. So I'm I'm getting uh, coach advice off the 54 minute Ironman swimmer. Yeah. You know, I thought if he's got himself down to that, he obviously knows what he's talking about. Exactly. And I didn't even advise you yet to wear a swim skin. But um, all right, Ironman Arizona, three weeks. Yeah, I don't know who else is doing it. The only reason I know them guys are doing it is because they've t- personally told me that you know that they're they're doing it. So there could there there could be some more there could be some more more influencers, mate. You might even mm. be able to talk Harry Palmer out. He's actually asking for a sponsor. I saw on his YouTube he wants some sponsorship, and uh, I'm, I'm interested in uh, wondering how all? much it will cost me to get not another average Joe. I, I want to get not another average Joe on his uh, kit. Don't you know, we all I want think sponsors. that'll be that that'd be cool. Yeah, we, uh, here we do. <laughs> Don't we all, Harry? Join the queue. Join the queue. We're all looking for him. <laughs> Athletic all... Bruin would be a good one, wouldn't it, for him? <laughs> yeah, it would be a good one for him. Uh... Or a Zen 8 swim trainer, if you really want to improve your swimming. You know that Zen 8 thing, the bench where you lay in, or the blow-up doll, whatever it is, you know, what you lay on top <laughs> yeah. of, you know? Yeah. Like, what, what is it? It's a blow-up doll, isn't it, you said? It is, yeah. That you lay is. on top of? Yeah. It's the only thing that would motivate <laughs> you to get get on, on that thing to swim. Yeah. You do, do 30 <laughs> minutes of swimming and it gives you turn it around and it gives you a bonus. All right, so training is going well. Would that make you go up to 30Ks a week then? Like another 6K in there on the blow-up No, I couldn't do that. I can't do 30Ks, mate. That's just too extreme for me. Like... I'm, I ain't got the minerals for that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, now, I'll, I'll, quickly about, I'll quickly say something about my training then, because I know you're curious. Are you? I am curious, yeah. Right. Yeah, did, I am curious, yeah. Did you have a little look, or didn't you? Uh, I've, I just see it pop up every now and again on uh, Strava, but I, if it's going well, enter Arizona, mate. Still got time. If it's going well, well, it's absolutely not. Uh, I'm literally just getting back into the swing, th- swing of things. Um, building up, back at five-minute K pace, running with an average heart rate of 145, which means unfit as anything. Um, <laughs> same with the bike and the swim. Like, uh, life ain't always easy, Joe. But I do, I don't really mind. Like, I, I, I do like to get outdoors and, and exercise again. And uh, I'll be I'll make sure to be fit in February for uh, Challenge Wanaka if it's a pro race. And otherwise, I'm in New Zealand. Apparently, it is a pro race. I asked someone out there. There Did is going to be a pro race there for it. Well, we're going to do the double in New yeah. Zealand then. Because that is a flipping awesome race. going to do the double, mate. Yeah. I bet it's a different course now, though. The course isn't as good for it. Why? It's five laps, mate, on a on a different course. I know it's total shit, isn't it? What do you mean? But they do the out and back bit five times. You know the first out and back bit, what you do? Yeah. They do that five times instead of doing the whole big loop. I know it's total, oh, total shit. Oh, on the run. That run, though, was really tough. No, on the bike. No, on the bike. Huh? No, on the bike, mate. And the run course is different. The run course is harder. It's hillier, apparently, with loads of trail bits. <laughs> oh, wow. They're doing that out and back course five times. Five times on the first bit of the bike course, yeah. And then apparently the runs on some trails and all kind of stuff. But you don't do the big loop, which was actually pretty cool, wasn't it? You know, big loop, it was round the lake, had a nice climb, didn't it? You yeah, know. and also um, that bike that You beat me bo- in that. Did you beat me in that? When uh, we did it last time, Did you, was your overall time quicker than mine? It was close, wasn't it? I think it was close, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're such a weapon, mate, over that 70.3 distance. I, I did have a really good bike split. And my <laughs> swim there was really good as well. 
I remember I was swimming really well back then in New Zealand. Still swimming well. 54 minutes. I oh, man. Um, yeah. Apparently it was short though. Apparently it was short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, what's it? Lucas White just had a shit. Lucas White just had a shit day. <laughs> now Lucas White told me it was 400 meters short, that, and that uh, you've got to add five and a half minutes onto your swim time. <laughs> all right still still one hour i'll take it still sub one hour <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah I, I mean the times in new zealand were really good i i i can't wait for that like 100 percent. i'll be uh fit and fab and um like i told you i've got i've got the um i've got the rhythm back i've got i've got everything organized stress levels are down to zero um apple business is uh is finito so uh Ready, uh, ready so you've to You've got a lot of pocket money saved up to spend in New Zealand. Got some yeah. pocket money for it. New Zealand is quite expensive, though, especially if you go out with Joe and he wants these. I remember you were buying like 25 quid worth of just one small pot of honey. Uh, always these uh, bio. That was Seb, I think, that brought that. The manuka Literally, one. we were doing 200. One for you. $200 worth of shopping every two days, two, three days. It was absolutely crazy. Oh, not that much, mate. It's expensive yeah. there, though. It's like Kona, mate. I remember. I was, stuff, I was good spent... quality stuff, mate. You, you know what they say? You are what you eat. So you eat good, you put good stuff in, you get good results out. And you just said you were going well in New Zealand. You were, you were hitting some good powers. You were hitting some good runs. So you put not, good fuel in. It's I'm like not a Ferrari, buying... mate. Dude, if you I'm got not a Ferrari... Buying... Do you put the ninety nine fuel in, or do you put the ninety five? What do you put in your What do you put in a Ferrari? Put ninety nine, mate, don't you? Diesel. If you give that car, if you give that car crap, <laughs> diesel. If you give that car crap or the wrong fuel, it ain't gonna go. So you got you got you got to think of yourself. Are you a well? Are you a Are you a nice Lambo Ferrari, or are you a Vauxhall Corsa? What are you? Now, dude, you know? let me tell you one thing. I'm um, I'm a really comfortable car, and also um, it is true. <laughs> healthy and well balanced diet but i know two guys and they're pretty all right at triathlon they eat pizzas and pastas like for dinner like only pizzas they beat you in kona yeah but like what will they be like in four years time five years time <laughs> and what do they eat the rest of the time you know <laughs> true <laughs> They probably got the pizza from the Whole Foods. <laughs> I bet yeah. it's gluten-free, though. I bet the pizza was gluten-free. Gluten-free and vegan. <laughs> gluten-free and vegan cheese, definitely. Yeah. Um, all right, New Zealand it is. Uh, we've got an Instagram post of the week. We have got an Instagram post of the week, and Joe and I were thinking an Instagram, should be, Instagram post of the week should be funny. This one actually made us pretty sad. Yeah, this was a really, really sad occasion. And it's happening more and more. And I know we rib this company, don't we? But like Athletic Brewing on the podium <laughs> it's of not, any race it's, is it's not, it's not just, upon, but on, It's not, not just the, about that. It's not. It's just about the product itself. Alcohol-free. The product itself. Alcohol-free beer on the podium of a race is just like, come on, guys. You know, like they need champagne, don't they? You know, this is the world 70.3 well, champs. I mean... You said, didn't you? You wouldn't get Lewis Hamilton, would you, with a bloody alcohol-free beer on the winning the for, uh, Formula One World Championships, would you? Or like, you know, 
Rory McIlroy's just won the Masters and he's got bloody alcohol-free beer. I do want to say it's not... Hey, here we go, guys. (laughs) It wouldn't be Hamilton. It would be Max Verstappen. But um, I do know where you're coming from. <laughs> and, and also, I mean, I, 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 I had an age grouper sending in something like, um, hey, guys, um, you're thinking because we're age groupers, we need to drink beer all the time. <laughs> and, and alcohol-free beer is also all right because it tastes pretty good. Now, it's not about that you nah, need to drink. Come on, that doesn't taste good. Definitely uh, doesn't taste good. I mean, we had it. We tried it for ourselves, didn't we? You we, can't compare. We, can you? we did, and we were Absolutely, sick for a no we were way. sick for a week. <laughs> no, I, but, uh, I was ill. I was ill. I had stomach problems. Like I was like one of them people that you get in the eye, man. You know when they're like struggling, they're dying, they're in a port lose. I felt like that. I know it was yeah. like when you had that vegan burger that time. You know when you said I felt something was off. You know I could try it, and it doesn't matter even if you're age group or you know we don't think they necessarily have beer. Like even as a pro. You want a nice beer, don't you? you know, if you're going to have one, you know, you don't want like I none mean, of this fake stuff, do you? I mean, um, it is. If you like alcohol-free beer, is all right. Like, it's all right. But, but I if do you like think, alcohol-free beer, why wouldn't you just have a kombucha? Yeah, just you can have a, have a or or a, or a hot you. chocolate or whatever. Not you can also have an alcohol-free beer. But what do grinds my gears is that you're celebrating one <laughs> of your biggest achievements in life, like your biggest. I mean, if you're becoming world champion or second or third or third at worlds or just any race and you're literally having to celebrate that with a glass of alcohol free that you can't even like throw it like you, you're throwing it in the air the pictures look absolutely Doesn't pathetic face, does it? it looks pathetic it could have been an alcohol free prosecco or something but just something that sprays out of a bottle that it looks like yeah i mean that's the the, the thing of celebration right it's celebration and i think other sports so if you're like Christian Ronaldo and you're just looking on Eurosports and you're looking at triathlon and you see him finishing and like they're on the podium and you see this and you're thinking like what are they doing what is this sport wow they're so odd <laughs> they're serious they're serious yeah. athletes I mean it, it, Christian would have rather had a milkshake wouldn't he instead of uh, the alcohol free beer on the podium wouldn't he I mean I mean what whatever It'd you drink for, it's, uh, it's all it's all personal preferences and 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 yes we like our beers and if you don't like it it's all right but i still think the celebration on a podium should be something with spraying in the air and not a pathetic glass of alcohol uh, alcohol free that you're like totally and you can do the al- the beer mile with alcohol free beer but i will say now time penalties will be occurred for uh, an alcohol beverage of under five percent what um so if you're in Arizona and you're in the K-hole, I mean, worst case scenario, so I don't hope this happens, but you need to DNF, would you still be doing the beer mile? Yeah, 100%. I'll definitely be doing that beer mile. 100%. If I DNF, I'll be fresher, wouldn't I? I'll be fresher <laughs> yeah. if I haven't done anything, wouldn't I? You know, I'm going to be worse <laughs> if I finish the Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, you'd be totally tapered for it. Right. Yeah, I'll be tapered for it then. So I'm definitely doing that. That's my. That's the last thing of my season. That is the uh, Arizona beer mile, and I've had loads of people DM me. I don't know the course, don't know the time, but it will probably be around afternoon before, like uh, going out for some food in the evening, something like that. The day after the race, and I will find a course when I'm out there on like an easy run, what I think looks like a good one to do, and I'll po- we'll post it up. Now, before we're uh, we're heading off, Joe, I want to quickly say uh, I've got my laptop back again, so I'll be processing the orders. This is the last week that you can pre-order 
uh, the Triathlon Mockery shirt or a running top, uh, DM me if you uh, um, if you uh, want. It's just uh, uh, the generic uh, um, Castelli size in. Let me know. Now, before you leave the show, don't forget to like and like, rate that thing on Spotify or whatever it's called. Thanks for listening. Jody, uh, I'll see you next week, mate. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye.